Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today is Technique Tuesday. And as all of my regular listeners know, every Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode, every week, every Tuesday, is dedicated to a specific jazz study. Last week, we studied a Bud Powell transcription. The week before that, we did a theory study examining the tritone substitution. And next week, we'll be doing a tune study where we put a jazz standard under the microscope, so to speak, to examine its historical relevance, its harmonic structure, its form, and much more. But today, today, we focus on technique, and specifically, harmonic technique. I mentioned a few podcast episodes ago that in music, when we speak of technique, we tend to think of it melodically. In other words, we tend to think of it as our ability to easily move up and down the piano in a linear fashion, typically involving scales and arpeggios. And not only that, we tend to think that the faster we play, the better our technique. (laughs) This understanding of technique, to say the least, is a very shallow understanding of what technique is and what constitutes good technique. As pianist, technique, in addition to having a linear, a melodic dimension, scales, arpeggios, It also has a harmonic dimension, chords, voicings, progressions, and a rhythmic dimension, time, grooves, patterns. So if you are already committed to practicing and improving your melodic technique and have been doing so by practicing scales and arpeggios, well, congratulations. You have tackled one-third of the technique equation. And today we will begin the process of incorporating an additional third of the technique equation, harmony. And in the near future, we will begin addressing the final third of the technique equation, rhythm. But today, it's all about harmony. But before we get down to business, I want to take a second and personally invite all new first-time listeners to Jazz Piano Skills to become an active member. Simply go to jazzpianoskills.com, select a membership plan, and click the join link. It's that easy. Once you are an official member, you will have full access to all of the educational content and resources at Jazz Piano Skills. You'll have access to the educational podcast guides, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, You'll have access to the interactive courses, which make up a sequential jazz piano curriculum. You'll have access to the weekly masterclasses, live, one-hour online classes with me every week. You'll also have access to the private community, uh, skills-specific forums, uh, the social Facebook group. Plus, you will have personal and professional support 24-7. Literally, (laughs) 
I'm not kidding. 24 seven. It seems I'm, I'm available all, all the time. I never stop doing this stuff. I need to get a life. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I will of course be sharing more details about each of these amazing benefits throughout today's episode. You know, I say this every week because it's so important and I simply cannot stress it enough. If you are indeed serious about developing the jazz piano skills needed for you to become an accomplished jazz pianist, then you should absolutely become a jazz piano skills member and begin taking immediate advantage of all of the educational content, materials, resources, and professional support. There are several membership plans to choose from, so you can definitely find one that is going to be good, a good fit for you. You can become a member for a month if you just simply want to try it out. You can become a member on a quarterly basis, uh, or you can become an annual member, an annual membership plan. All three plans will grant you full access to all of the educational content, the materials, resources, and professional support. Check it out at jazzpianoskills.com. And if you have any questions, please let me know. I am more than happy to spend some time with you by phone, through SpeakPipe, or email to help you determine which Jazz Piano Skills membership plan is best for you. All right. Let's improve our technique. Let's discover, learn, and play some harmonic technique. So today, you are going to discover primary two-handed minor voicings. You are going to learn how to construct two primary two-handed minor voicings. And you are going to play the primary two-handed voicings using five harmonic technique approaches. So regardless, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, whether you consider yourself a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, an experienced player, a professional, makes no difference. You will find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode, this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson, exploring harmonic technique to be very beneficial. To begin... I want to briefly talk about practicing. And why do I want to talk about practicing? Because most people do it incorrectly. That's right. Most people practice incorrectly. They have A, confused objectives. B, random use of deficient materials right? Tons of bad books, websites, and videos. You know, like the old saying goes, garbage in, garbage out. And C, they have poor time management. They either practice too little or they practice too much. <laughs> Both ways. So between confused objective, objectives, random use of deficient materials, and poor time management, right? just a bad formula. Let's start with confused objectives. Here are some questions I want you to answer. What 
are your musical objectives? What are they for the next year? What are they for the next month? What are you wanting to accomplish this week when practicing? What are you wanting to accomplish today when practicing? What and how are you going to practice to accomplish your objectives? Can you answer these questions? If not, or if you are struggling to do so, then I can guarantee it that you are practicing incorrectly. And if you are practicing incorrectly, I can also guarantee it that you are not going to have the results that you are hoping to have. Now, what about materials? What method books are you using? Are you banking on a YouTube video to successfully guide you? Either way, you are basically searching for the proverbial needle in the haystack. And I have to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm going to be just totally honest. I would have to think long and hard about what jazz books I would recommend for you to purchase and use. In fact, I know it would be less than five. <laughs> In fact, the more I think about it, probably, probably less than three. It's funny. I never teach from a book. Ever. In fact, yesterday I started a new adult jazz student here at the Dallas School of Music. And he walks in with a stack of books in his, in his arms, right? I mean a stack. He had to use both arms to carry them. My initial thought was, oh boy, here we go. Here's the classic dude searching for the magic book that is going to unlock all the mysteries of playing jazz piano. Of course, he wanted me to look at his library. He wanted me to look at them. I did, and many of them I, I had never even heard of. And upon just a casual glance, I can tell you this. They are packed with so much fluff and very little substance. I told them to, I told them to put, it, put them away. And let's get down to business. He was confused and then he asked, well, what book do you use? And when I told him that I do not use books, he was shocked. He was visually and visually stunned. And as a joke, I tried to make a joke to lighten up the moment. As a joke, I said, no, man, I said, I use napkins and pencils. He didn't laugh. He didn't <laughs> He didn't find it funny. I, I thought it was pretty funny. But in reality, I, I actually wasn't joking. I actually used paper and pencil when needed, right, to sketch out an idea or a concept for a student. Um, and that's it, right? The rest of the time, we are actually playing. So what I'm saying to you, I'm saying that you need good information, not books, 
not videos, which are actually even worse. And that is why you are listening to the Jazz Piano Skills Podcast. I am giving you really good information that you can take to the piano and have success. I am giving you good information every week that you can take to the piano and have success. Now, let's talk about time management. If you have good information, right, good information, then you can invest a little bit of time and enjoy huge gains. Unfortunately, the opposite is also true. If you have poor information, a bad book, bad video, you can invest a ton of time and experience very little return. So the idea here is to have clearly defined long-term and short-term objectives bundled with good information that helps you gain a conceptual command of essential jazz piano skills so that you can maximize your physical musical growth. Right? Does this make sense? All of my students here at the Dallas School of Music or through Jazz Piano Skills have heard me say this a million times. Your conceptual understanding of music, of jazz, drives your physical development. So if you have a skewed conceptual understanding of jazz, an understanding that is foggy or confused, disoriented, which, by the way, is always visually apparent by the number of books, <laughs> by the number of books you carry around, then your physical growth is going to be stunted. That's the truth. That's the bottom line. That's why you want to make sure that you are not suffering from the running rampant jazz garbage in, jazz garbage out syndrome that so many aspiring jazz pianists wrestle with day in and day out. So, confused objectives, deficient materials, poor time management, not a good formula for success. We are going to avoid each of these stumbling blocks today as we discover, learn, and play the primary two-handed minor voicings to develop some solid harmonic technique. And without question, you will, more than likely, have many questions pop up as we unfold each of the five harmonic technique approaches I use when practicing. And that is precisely why I am committed to providing all Jazz Piano Skills members immediate and personal educational support. 
If you are listening to this podcast through the Jazz Piano Skills website, you can use the extremely convenient SpeakPipe widget nestled directly beneath the podcast player to send me a voicemail message. It's that easy. It's that simple. One click and the two of us are interacting with each other. Send me a voicemail message with your questions and I will send you a voicemail message back with my answers. It's very cool technology. Take advantage of it. If you are listening on uh, iHeartRadio or Spotify, Apple, Pandora, Amazon Music, or any of the other popular podcast directories out there, you can use the link speakpipe.com forward slash jazz piano skills to send me a quick message. And again, that that link is speakpipe.com forward slash jazz piano skills. And as I always say, if you're a scaredy cat and are afraid to send me a voice message, then you can post your question in the private jazz piano skills forum or the private jazz piano skills Facebook group and let the jazz piano skills community help you. If you look directly beneath the SpeakPipe widget, you will see the links for easy access to each of these platforms. Or if you are free on Thursday evening, you can attend the Thursday evening Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass that I host every week. Join me online, 8 p.m. Central Time, using the Zoom link posted on the Jazz Piano Skills website, and you will get your questions answered face-to-face. Every Thursday evening, 8 p.m. Central Time, Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. I provide all of you with so many ways to get help, so definitely take advantage of the opportunities. As you know, my entire goal is to provide you with the very best jazz piano lessons, the very best jazz piano educational materials, and the very best jazz piano support that's available anywhere today. Okay, with every single practice session, it is important to establish a single practice objective. I want to say that again. With every single practice session, it is important to establish a single practice objective. Our single practice objective for today is this, to gain a physical command of the primary two-handed minor voicings. Do you notice how incredibly specific that objective is? Number one, we're going to be focusing on primary voicings, two of them. Number two, they're going to be minor voicings, not major, not dominant, not half diminished, not diminished, minor. Two-handed, not left-hand shells, not block, locked hands, right? None of that. Two-handed voicings. So right away, we establish practice criteria that keeps us focused, that prevents us from wandering off 
into jazz never neverland this is so important your single practice objective should be established and set before you even sit down on the bench if not i guarantee it you will be off to never neverland in a matter of seconds so again Our very specific single practice objective for today is to gain a physical command of the primary two-handed minor voicings. Okay, let's begin. Let's construct the two primary two-handed minor voicings. All of you Jazz Piano Skills members, hit the pause button right now and go download and print the podcast illustration guide and the podcast lead sheet guide. You are going to want each of these guides in front of you as we go through this lesson. The illustration guide beautifully diagrams each of the primary two-handed minor voicings in all 12 keys. You're going to have this right in front of you. And again, a picture is indeed worth a thousand words. And the lead sheet guide contains all of the exercises, all of the approaches that I am going to be walking us through today, laid out using musical notation. Both guides are invaluable and will help you maximize your musical growth conceptually and physically. Okay, so let's construct these two primary two-handed minor voicings. And today I'm going to be doing all of this using C minor as the model for demonstrating, illustrating, and demonstrating these voicings. So to begin, I want you to play in your left hand, I want you to play the note C and the note F. In your left hand, the octave below middle C. The note C, the note F. In your right hand, I want you to play B-flat, that is directly below middle C, then E-flat, and then G. There you have it, right there. We have C, F, B-flat, E-flat, and G. One and four in your left hand, seven, three, five in your right hand. Okay, that's option one. Option two, in your left hand, I want you to play G below middle C. I want you to play middle C. That's in your left hand, G and middle C. In your right hand, I want you to play F directly above middle C. B flat, E flat. There you have it. So in your left hand, you have five and one. In your right hand, you have four, seven, and three. Those are our two primary minor voicings that we are going to study today as we develop harmonic technique. So option one, option two. Okay, so a couple things I want to draw your attention to. Number one, 
Each voicing consists of five notes. Two notes in the left hand, three notes in the right hand. And number two, these are what we call chordal voicings or fourthy voicings, right? The primary interval used in constructing these voicings is the interval of a fourth. So now that we have the formula needed to build, to construct two primary two-handed minor voicings for each of the 12 notes of music, then we realize we have 24 shapes that we need to get comfy with conceptually and physically. 24 shapes. And this is where most people experience difficulty. It's interesting. The thought of getting 24 harmonic shapes under our fingers, two minor shapes for each one of the 12 notes of music, this initially sounds very doable. 24? Come on. That's, that's doable. However, trying to figure out a way to actually practice them so that they actually stick is somehow much more challenging, not quite as doable. So today I am going to walk you through five harmonic technique approaches I use when practicing voicings, when I practice harmonic technique. Okay, harmonic technique approach number one. I just simply isolate each minor chord. Literally, a one chord at a time approach. And I practice literally alternating between each option. Option one, where the voicing begins on the root of the sound. So it's a C minor voicing starting with C in my left hand. And option two, the C minor voicing starting with the fifth in my left hand. So I practice moving from voicing one to voicing two. And how I'm going to demonstrate this, I'm going to bring the ensemble in and you're going to hear me play this. You're going to hear me start off with option one. And I just sit on option one for like four measures. Then I go to option two for four measures. And then back to option one for four measures. And as the demonstration goes on, you're going to hear me shorten that distance between option one and option two. It will go down from four measures on each voicing to two measures on each voicing. Then it will go down to one measure on each voicing. Then it will go down to like two beats on each voicing, where I'm now just moving the voicing around with ease from option one to option two, option one, option two. Okay, so let's Let's bring the ensemble in and let's listen to this first and then we can talk about it a little bit more, okay? So here we go. Check it out. Thank you. 
Okay. Did you hear that? Did you hear how I kept shortening the distance between option one and option two? So what am I doing? What am I thinking with all of this time, right? When I sit on an when I sit on a voicing for four measures, what am I thinking? What am I doing? Well, this is where the conceptual work starts to, to sit in, right? I'm actually saying to myself, C minor. I'm actually labeling the shape. I'm thinking that shape. I'm literally digesting the construction of that shape, the root, the fourth, the seventh, the third, the fifth, right? And I'm saying over to my, over and over to myself, C minor, C minor, right? So I'm trying to sync up what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling under my hands, and what I'm hearing in my ears. So four measures, if I need eight measures, if I need 16 measures, it, it, right? I'll take whatever time I need to play that shape and to digest it conceptually, visually, and physically, and orally. And then I'll move on to the next option and do the same process again. As I get comfortable with each of those voicing options, conceptually, visually, physically, orally, I start shortening the distance between each of them, moving from one to the other with ease. So that is what's going through my mind as I isolate a minor sound and two voicings for that minor sound, working on them going back and forth. So there's much more to it than just engaging the hands, right? There's a lot more to successful practicing than just engaging the hands. And along those same lines, when you're doing harmonic technique work, you have to pay attention to more than just those notes, right? The notes you're playing. You know, are you playing with the proper jazz feel, the proper articulation as well? And yes, this applies to playing chords and voicings and not just melodic lines, scales, and arpeggios. Okay, harmonic technique option two that I use when practicing. I use minor pairs. I'm going to pair up these chords. I say minor pairs because we're working with minor sound right now, minor voicings, right? But I use pairs, chord pairings. So I'll, I'll, I'll uh, sync up my C minor and C sharp minor. I'll do like a D minor and an E flat minor. The idea is I'm now moving from one minor sound to another minor sound. And I work in half steps. So I'm always pairing them up in half step relationships. Okay? So now what you're going to hear me do is I'm going to bring the ensemble back in. And you're going to hear me work C minor and C sharp minor. And I'm going to utilize the same, same approach, right? where I sit on my C minor voicing for a while, then I go to my C sharp minor voicing, and I sit on that for a while. Then as the exercise goes on, you'll hear me shortening the distance between my minor voicings, my C minor voicings, and my C sharp minor voicings, trying to prove to myself that I can easily move in and out of those shapes for C minor and for C sharp minor. And I'll pair this up for all, I'll create six minor pairs for practicing. Okay, 
let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to it, and then we can talk about it. So here we go. Check it out. So you see what we've just done, right? We've went from an isolated minor chord, an isolated minor chord, to now practicing two minor chords, creating those minor pairs, right? So we just made it a little bit more challenging than just isolating one chord. We got two chords now into the mix. So now let's take a look at harmonic technique approach number three that I use. With this one, guess what? We're going to increase the number of chords again that I have to deal with. So I use a minor third rotation to do this. So you're going to hear me play in this exercise. You're going to hear me go from C minor to E flat minor, minor third up, right? To F sharp minor, another minor third up, and to A minor. So now the idea is I have to be able to move from each one of those minor voicings. So if I'm playing uh, a root, if I'm playing my root C minor voicing, I'm going to go to my root E flat minor voicing. And then I'm going to go to my root F sharp minor voicing. And then my root A minor voicing. If I start my C minor voicing with the fifth on the bottom, now I'm going to go to my E-flat minor voicing with the fifth on the bottom. Then my F-sharp minor voicing with the fifth on the bottom. And then my A minor voicing with the fifth on the bottom. And then finally at the end, I'm just going to mix and match. I'm going to prove to myself that I can move in and out of either option, voicing one or voicing two, for my C minor, E-flat minor, F-sharp minor, and A minor. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen and see what we think. Then we'll talk about it. So here we go. Check it out. Thank you. 
pretty cool. Now, here's the deal. There are three sets of these minor third rotations. So the set I demonstrated today, C minor going to E flat minor, going to F sharp minor, going to A minor. But you also have a C sharp minor going to an E minor, going to a G minor, going to a B flat minor set. And then you also have a third set that starts with D minor, goes to F minor, goes to A flat minor, and goes to B minor. And again, all of these are illustrated in the lead sheet guides that you have downloaded and printed out that are in front of you. You'll see all three minor third rotation exercises in front of you. So we have now gone from a single chord, isolating a chord as one harmonic technique, to a second harmonic technique of pairing our minor chords, half-step relationship, creating six pairs, to third harmonic technique using a minor third rotation, which now includes four minor chords, right? And there are three sets. So you can see what's going on here, right? We're slowly increasing the number of minor chords that we have to deal with, right? We're methodically and strategically doing that. So with that in mind, we are going to go on to uh, uh, the next harmonic technique approach. And that is what I call a whole tone rotation, right? So now with a whole tone rotation, I'm going to start with C minor. I'm using C minor in, uh, with the root in the, on the bottom. I'm going to go whole tone to D minor. I'm going to go up another whole tone or whole step to E minor, another whole step, to F sharp minor, another whole step, A flat minor, another whole step, B flat minor. So now I have to deal with six minor chords, moving in whole steps. Again, C minor, D minor, E minor, F sharp minor, A flat minor, B flat minor, okay? So I'm going to do the same thing, right? I'm going to give myself some space between each of those voicings. And as the exercise goes on, I shorten that space, proving that I can move with ease from one voicing to the next voicing to the next voicing for each of these chords, dealing with six of them now. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's listen to this exercise and then we can talk about it. So here we go. Check it out.
Pretty, pretty interesting. We've gone from a single isolated chord to minor pairs to four chords, minor chords in a grouping using minor thirds. And now our whole step or whole tone rotation, right? Whole step rotation. Now, there were six chords that we were dealing with there, which means there, there's another exercise that includes the other six. So that one, we start with C sharp minor to E flat minor, to F minor, to G minor, to A minor, and to B minor. So between those two exercises, right, six in one set, six in another set, we've covered all 12 minor chords. And again, the idea is to be able to play our two primary minor two-handed voicings for each one of those chords moving in and out with ease, okay? So, before we tackle the last demonstration, harmonic technique approach, I just want to make all jazz piano skills member aware that uh, the jazz piano skills courses are available for you to utilize right? They are a fantastic education uh, sequential curriculum that are at your fingertips. So you have more, you have access to those courses, not just all of the podcast educational guides, but you actually have access to the entire jazz piano skills curriculum that's available for you to utilize as well. And for those of you who have used them, I really appreciate all the feedback and kind words. Um, they are really, they're packed with detailed in, uh, instruction and illustrations. And there's in-depth educational talks within each of those courses, interactive learning media that you can utilize. Of course, there are traditional guides and worksheets as well. High-definition video demonstrations of me performing the jazz piano skills in all 12 keys, play-along tracks, lead sheets, and of course, professional and personal educational support. So check out the Jazz Piano Skills curriculum courses if you have not done so already. And you can access those very easily through any of your smart devices, whether it's your desktop or your laptop, your, um, your um, uh, watch. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying that, right? Your watch, your TV, um, your phone, right? All of your smart devices, you have access to the Jazz Piano Skills courses. Okay, on to harmonic technique approach number five. You know, you know it's coming, right? The circle of fifths. So now we're going to go from six, we're going to throw, throw all our minor chords into the exercise. And we're going to use the circle of fifths to move around, right? So now you're going to hear me go from C minor to F minor to B flat minor, E flat minor, A flat minor, C sharp minor, F sharp minor, 
B minor, E minor, A minor, D minor, G minor, and back to C minor. And that was, I just played all those minor voicings with primary, uh, with option number one, with the uh, voicing uh, starting with the root in my left hand. And then I'm going to do the same thing in the demonstration with the voicings with the fifth, the, the second option with the fifth in the left hand, right? So now we bring all 12 of our minor chords into the fold. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to the circle of fifths uh, exercise, harmonic technique approach, and play our two primary two-handed minor voicings. So here we go. Let's check it out. cool, right? So we went from the five harmonic technique exercises that I have presented today, approaches that I have presented to you today, moved from an isolated minor chord to minor pairs to minors played in a minor third rotation, interval rotation, to a whole step rotation, whole tone rotation, which gave us six minor chords to deal with. And to finally the circle of fifths, where now we had to move through all 12 minor chords. Pretty thorough. But I'm actually going to give you a six harmonic technique approach. A bonus. I'm throwing in a bonus. I like to take 
I like to take lead sheets. And you can use any fake book that you have. Um, golly, I remember when I was a kid, I used to use my mom and dad's. They used to have these old Reader Digest. <laughs> these old Reader Digest music books. And I used to use those because they had chord changes in them. So I used to use those as exercises. So I, I would encourage you to just take any book that you have, take a lead sheet, and then look at those chord changes on that lead sheet and pretend, pretend that all of those chord changes are minor chords. So you're going to ignore... You're going to just flat out ignore the chord symbol. It makes no difference whether it's a major or a dominant, half diminished, diminished. For us, we're going to pretend that they're all minor. So I have uh, George Gershwin's Foggy Day in London Town in front of me here. So I'm going to play these chords as all minors. So it's going to go F minor. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Started with major. It's going to go F minor, F sharp minor. G minor, C minor, back to F minor, back to D minor, G minor, C minor, back to F minor, C minor, F minor, B flat minor, E flat minor, A minor, D minor, G minor, C minor, and so on, right? I just played through the first half of Foggy Day in London Town, but I used that progression as kind of a random set of chords coming at me and pretending that they were all minor voicings. I hope that makes sense. It's a great way to test how well you have your two primary two-handed minor voicings under your fingers. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring harmonic technique, the two primary two-handed minor voicings. I hope you have found it to be very insightful and, of course, very beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass at 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode lesson in exploring harmonic technique in greater detail and to answer any question that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, be sure to use the educational podcast guides for this podcast lesson and the Jazz Piano Skills courses that I mentioned earlier to maximize your musical growth. Likewise, make sure you are an active participant of the Jazz Piano Skills forums and the private Facebook group. Get involved, make some new jazz piano friends, introduce yourself. And as always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050, extension 211, by email, Dr. Lawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com, or by SpeakPipe, found in the Jazz Piano Skills courses, Jazz Piano Skills website as well. So that's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the journey and most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.